have a good weekend. It was kind of uneventful, wasn't it? Just kind of blase. Didn't do a whole lot. Anybody go to Austin this weekend? Why'd you go to Austin? To shop? I go to Austin to shop sometimes. Go to Round Rock to the outlets. It's fantastic. Hey, welcome to chapel. I'm really glad you're here. Before we get started, I want to introduce you to Tom and Jenny. They're with 1BU. They're going to share with you just a brief announcement on what's going on with their organization. Hey, guys. My name is Tom. I'm the secretary of 1BU. And this is Jenny, who's the PR of 1BU. Tomorrow at 7, 1BU is going to host this annual event called Be United Day. And uh, it's, at, it's at Barfield. This up, Arfield, and Jenny's going to talk to you a little bit more about what Be United is. Okay, guys. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard before, but Be 1BU is basically a multicultural organization, and our goal is to like, unite different cultures. And so Be United Day is a huge part of that. What we do is we have the African Student Organization, Hispanic Student Organization. Oh, we have some members over here. I hear something, woo! <laughs> we got Indian Student Organization, and Pop Walkers, Breakers, and everybody's doing a little bit to show their culture. And of course, it starts off with an awesome fashion show, and then we give out an award. So, like, you all should definitely come out because it's a great, like, cultural explosion. And it's just so much to see, and it's going to be really live and exciting. So, I hope y'all show up. And of course, there's a lot of prizes. Yeah, uh, we also have door prizes such as Xbox gift cards and iPod. So, make sure you guys be there. And the first 75 uh, people that will be there will get a free shirt. So, something like this in the back. But this is last year, so something new this year, of course. And uh, yeah, I would love to have you guys there. Uh, you know, you can just grab, come by and grab something to eat, you know, or you join the show. Thank guys. Thank you. Does anybody know that Baylor University uses a whole lot of water and electricity and other resources? Are you aware of this? Thank you. Now let me ask you this. Do you know what the word sustainability means? I know you think I'm not a smart person, but you know what it means, I think. Do you know that Baylor University has a coordinator whose entire job is sustainability? Just not like this, from like this. Fantastic. Half of you are fully aware, half of you don't know, and half of you didn't hear me. So, Smith Getterman is here. He's a friend of mine, and he's the coordinator for sustainability. And he's very excited to be here. Aren't you excited? Good. Very excited to be here and share with you a little word about Baylor and our sustainability efforts. Hey everybody, basically in sustainability, we are in charge of uh, making Baylor go green, so we do recycling, energy, and what I'm here to talk to you today about is uh, water. Um, you know, we use a lot of water in America, the average American uses 100 to 150 gallons a day, um, whereas the average third world country citizen uses between three and a half to five gallons of water a day. I'm here to really just encourage you to uh, you know, think like a Christian, uh, you know, respond to God's calling, to care for his creation, and, and uh, really try and uh, you know, don't overconsume and think, uh, think beyond just yourself. Think about the person sitting next to you. Think about the future generations that are going to be here. Uh, awesome gift of creation. And uh, that's really all I'm asking of you today. All right? Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you, Smith. introduce you to one more person before we get started with the program, but I've asked her to come out separately because her name is Joelle Beagle. You've met her before. She's a coordinator for missions here on campus.
but our entire chapel today relates to the missional efforts of our university. And you being able and willing to go to some other place where people are in need and to serve them. And so Joel Beagle is here to share with you a little bit about how you can do that. Hey guys, I wanted to let you guys know about an event that we're having tonight. It's called Going Global. It's our global missions interest meeting. It's from 7 to 9 in the Southern. It's an opportunity for you guys to learn about who BU Missions is, why we do what we do, but also where we're going and what projects we're taking on. We want you guys to come with us, to travel with us, to come to the event tonight from 7 to 9 in the Southern. There's going to be food and giveaways, but most importantly, information about how you can be connected and serve. I hope that you'll, you'll go tonight and Actually, our chapel speaker in just a few minutes is going to remind you about that at the end of our program today. I want to tell you a brief story. Uh, several years ago, I was a student at Truett Theological Seminary. It was about 2002, and I, I met this guy named Vincent. And Vincent was one of these guys who, who I was really fascinated with, and I realized that his walk with God was deeper than my own. And so I really wanted to figure that out. So I asked Vincent, hey, can we spend more time together so I can figure out how walk so closely with Christ in your life. And, and uh, Vincent was gracious and endured my constant pestering and trying to be his shadow all the time. And, and, and through years of knowing Vincent, he has become one of my best friends on the planet. So much so that when Vincent graduated from Truett, he and his wife and three kids went back uh, to Ghana, where he's from. And a year ago, uh, my wife and my two-year-old at that time, son Siler, went on Thanksgiving vacation over to Ghana to see Vincent and his family and to hang out with him and be in his world for a while. And then in May, my wife and Siler also got on a bus with a bunch of you guys, and a bunch of Baylor students went to Ghana to help Vincent in all the ministries that he's involved with. And so I want you to know that what Vincent is going to share today is accessible to you. It's a place you can go. It's a place you can touch and be a part of. So, we decided that for chapel, it would be worth it. Vincent does not live in the United States. He lives in Ghana. But he flew all the way to Waco, Texas, literally, and I'm not making this up, just to talk to you. That is why he has come this far. So he's taken a lot of time out of his schedule to come and be a part of Baylor Chapel. So will you welcome warmly with me this morning, Vincent Asamoah. This morning I want to talk to you about 
explanação of our ambitions. But I will tell you why. I think it is not. And how you can help. I want to assume that some of you are here because you just want to follow your family tradition. Your siblings were here. Your parents got their degrees from Vela. Your grandparents were here. And your great grandparents were here. So, the, so you don't want to be the one to break that tradition. That's a fine idea. Again, some of you are here because Vela has an excellent academic program within a Christian environment. And I think that also is a noble idea. It's a good reason for you to be here. Again, we have an ever-improving athletics program. And so, that is also attracting a lot of people to come to Baylor. But I think that above all these good reasons and many others that I will not have the time to apply, you are here because God has a divine assignment for you. You have a divine mandate to fulfill. You are here for God to prepare you and send you out to go and impact so that is the reason why you are here. And I want to tell you about my own story of how the Lord has graciously given me the opportunity to impact my world for His glory. I was born into a polygamist home. And none of my parents ever had any form of education. My dad was a cocoa farmer. And so, as a cocoa farmer, he needed to get so many workers to work on his cocoa farm. And he thought the cheapest way to get laborers to work for him for free was to manufacture laborers himself. So he married so many women, had 32 kids, and put all of us on his farm to work. Education wasn't part of his agenda. He just wanted laborers. Among the 32 kids, I'm the only one who has gone beyond high school. Why? Because I refused to follow that family tradition. Yes, following tradition can be good, but Bela is a very good school, and I would love for my kids to come here. My kids were here with me 
AES, and we went back home in May of 2009. And I would love for them to come back and get education here. But you know what? That is what the most important thing that we need to do now. The most important thing I want them to do is to see what God wants them to see and understand and then get themselves ready to impact their world. And coming back to my own story, after growing up in a village with not much education, the Lord gave me the opportunity to get into relationship with him and that made all the difference in my life. I got the opportunity to continue with my education and at a point I felt that God was calling me to come and serve me. I responded to the call and worked in the Baptist denomination in Ghana for 13 and a half years before I came to Truett to continue with my education. After school, I had the opportunity to stay here in the U.S. with my wife and children, work and make more money for myself and for my family. But I felt deep within me that God was calling me to go back home and work among my people. I felt that God was calling me into a special ministry. And this ministry is Shoot for Life. Shoot for Life is a basketball ministry that I founded when I went back home. And our goal is to use the game of basketball as a platform to reach out to young people. The interesting thing about this is that I don't play basketball. So how am I going to teach basketball if I don't know how to play it? I don't understand the rules. But I was still obedient to God's call. So I went home with my wife and children. But before I left here, my good friend, Maquette Bob, who was a resident or chaplain, and also a Druid graduate, had a conversation with me and said she would love to come to Ghana and help me. So Maquette came to Ghana in August of 2009 stayed with me in the same house for seven and a half months, for seven months and invested herself and me and 35 other young men and women who came alongside me to be trained by our good friend Marquette. Now we can play basketball and she also prepared a handbook for us guide us to understand the game, to understand the rules in officiating and all other things. We are still not perfect, but I believe that with a little that 
we have, we are way ahead of people in Ghana because when you talk of sports in Ghana, you are basically talking about soccer. Those of you who are interested in soccer, you know what happened in South Africa last June. It wasn't a pleasant thing when Ghana had to play the U.S. My kids had a tough in school. Their friends wouldn't allow them to cheer for Ghana. And they really didn't want to cheer for any side because it's like two brothers fighting. But coming back to my point, the Lord has given me this opportunity. Even though I still don't play basketball that very well, but we are still doing our best to bring the children together, give them the opportunity to play basketball so that we can love them and share the word of God with them. That is one of the things I'm doing. Another thing I'm involved in in Ghana is a ministry called Young Leaders International. This ministry seeks to equip young men and women to reach their world the love of Christ. And so, I took up this job because I needed some money to support me and again, that ministry ties in well with what I want to do in Shoot for Life. So we go out to communities to train young men and women. And I invite I work with 12 young adults who are scattered all over Ghana. I invite them to come to my house so that I spend time with them individually. Sometimes we come together as a group, pray together, eat together, do everything together so that we can equip and prepare ourselves for the work that God has Again, God gave me a unique opportunity to be part of an orphanage that we have in Kumasi that I believe most of you <coughs> may have heard about them. This orphanage is in Kumasi. They have about 45 children in the home. And Bela has been involved with work in this small community of children. In May of 2008, I went with a team from Bela to Ghana and worked with these young children. In fact, the founder himself is an orphan, and because of his background and the experience he had as a child, he said he would not want any child to go through that. Unfortunately, this man doesn't have much. But in spite of the lack, the man is still doing all he can to support these children. Some of them are in high school now. And they are still moving ahead. What I want to tell you this morning 
is that you have a unique opportunity that not many people in this world have. You are here at Bela not because God wants you to get education, get a job, get money, marry, have children, and let your children also continue the cycle. That is not the only reason why you are here. I believe God has brought you here, or God has given you the opportunity to be here, so that he can prepare you for the work that he has for you. sharing a room with somebody who may not have a relationship with Christ. God wants you to be an agent of change right in your room. We live in Waco and God wants to make us agents of change here in Waco. Within Texas, God wants to make you an agent of change. And in the U.S., God wants to make you an agent of change. Beyond the boundaries of the U.S., God is making you an agent of change. And across the oceans, God is making you an agent of change. Let me tell you a story about my friend. His name was Jimoy. Jimoy founded Young Leaders International. In September of 2004, Jim was diagnosed with brain cancer. Within 10 months, he had two major surgeries. And part of his brain was removed. So he could not remember anything. Then one of his friends paid him a visit and asked Jim, Jim, what is your favorite scripture? And Jim's favorite scripture is 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. Jim did not quote the text. And this is what he said. That is so important. He said, don't waste your life. Make it count. I want to tell you this morning that don't waste your life. Make it count. You can waste your life by giving all the excuses that you can think of in the world. For which reason you cannot do anything. Yes, some of my brothers and sisters did not make up their minds to change their family tradition of working on the cocoa farm. They decided to stay on the cocoa farm and work because that is what our father wanted for them. So they, they decided to stay there. You may also decide not to do anything about the opportunities that God has given to you to change the world. But I want to challenge you this morning that don't 
have a lot of opportunities that not many children of your age will ever have. I worked in a village quite recently where children at age seven, the only classes in the community are classes one and two, or first and second grade. You start school, no preschool, no nothing. You start straight from first grade, second grade, no other school beyond first and second grade. You have to walk over four months to go to school and walk the same distance back. Can you imagine a child at seven or eight having to do that Monday through Friday for a whole school year? Don't waste your life making sense. You can decide not to do anything about all that God has given to you here. I know Bela is giving quality education in a Christian environment. But I know also that some of us may decide not to do anything with all the investment that the Lord is making in us here at Bela. And I also believe that some of us would want to become agents of change. And I want you to be one of those people that you will make your life count. You will go out of here and begin to impact society around you. If you want to be part of this, We are meeting this evening to talk about how you can plug into one of these areas and begin to make your life happen. Learn to be there. Come and let's talk. And let's see what you can do. There are a lot of things that we can do. So don't tell yourself.